Has anyone ever, has anyone ever felt like they've got shortchanged or ripped off in life? That, that's my story of feeling ripped off. I felt a little shortchanged when I, when I got those headphones. I was, I was not happy. Wasn't what I pictured. In fact, I think if I'm being real, real with you guys, there's part of my life that I can say the same thing, 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 that this wasn't how I pictured it, right? There's portions of my, my teenage years, my formative years, where I look at it and say, this isn't what I pictured. So I want to give you guys a quick glimpse, and then we're going to get right into our word today. Because I think it's helpful to sometimes get a little bit of context, right? Do you guys think context and perspective is helpful? So I'm going to give you guys a little context and perspective of me and where I felt like this wasn't, wasn't, wasn't how I pictured it. <clears throat> so when I was growing up, I never knew my biological father, and I didn't really know how much that affected me until I was maybe maybe eight or nine years old, and uh, I was hearing about other kids talk about, you know, what they're doing with their dads and going fishing and learning how to do all these cool things. I thought it was kind of weird because I was like, what's, 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 what's that about, right? How does this work? So eventually, when I was maybe in that, 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 age range, my mom finally got remarried, and I was super excited because at that time, I was actually going to get the one thing that I've been waiting for so for so long. I was going to get a dad, right? So I was excited, right? I was excited this was going to happen. I was going to get a dad, and it was going to be great. He was, was going to take interest in me. He's going to teach me how to fish, how to, you know, do all those cool dad things, right? And it ended up not being what I pictured, I pictured, I pictured. Picture, 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 picture. This person that I was expecting to be my dad, my dad, really, I found out later on, really wasn't all that interested in me. It wasn't what I pictured. And so this was a, a moment in my life that was really just challenging, really hard. It wasn't what I pictured. And so... <clears throat> I want us to get into a story today. Today, 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 today. If you got your Bibles, turn to John chapter eight, verse verse one through eleven. Do you guys have on the big screen? Perfect. It says, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn, he appeared again in the temple courts where all the people were gathered around him, and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law of Moses, it commands us that we should stone her. Now, what do you say? They were using this as a question, as a trap, in order to have, have a basis for accusing him. You know, I read that story, and there's a couple things that I think are really interesting. So I've got a, I've got a couple, I've got a stone right here, right? There are a few different, few different, few different, 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 different ways that stones were used in the, in the Bible times. The first way a stone was used 
was used as a weapon, right? When David went against Goliath. Omar was preaching on that a couple weeks ago when he took the smooth stones and pinned the slingshot and he slayed Goliath. So stones could be used as a weapon. Another different way stones can be used is can be used as an altar of remembrance, right? Do you guys know the story when the children of Israel finally crossed into the promised land? They crossed the river of Jordan, 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 Jordan. They, they said, take 12 stones river, create an altar out of them so that we can remember what God did in our life, right? Not just for us, but for our kids and our kids' kids. So stones can be used as an altar of remembrance. Also, stones can be used as a, a source of judgment. This is what we see in the story right, right now, right? They say, the law, 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 law of, 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 of Moses commands that we should stone this woman. You know, there's something that I think about when I read that story is that I'm thinking, imagining to myself, they're probably living somewhere in the desert, right? And they maybe the, the train is pretty rough. There's a couple little shrubs here and here and there. I'm not thinking of a train that has a ton of rocks. So what that tells me is that I think these people were walking around with stones ready to judge someone, right? Are you guys getting me on that, right? In this story, about to stone this woman, their crowd formed, and they, 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 it implies they would have had stones already with them. It's almost as if there, there is this group of people just, just waiting for someone to fail, waiting for someone to fail so they can judge. <clears throat> so let's let's find out what happens next in the story. Story, 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 story. If I get my notes. That that cold stone got me. So when I when I take a look at this stone and I think about using it as a source of judgment, I think about in my own life, how I wanted to use a stone to judge those that had hurt me, right? My, my biological father and my stepfather, who really just wounded me. And if I could tell a little bit more about my story, my stepfather, when we were a teenager, when I was a teenager, we found out he was having an affair. Very, 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 very challenging, very hurtful. But not only that, he was having, it was happening for a while, longer than we anticipated, and happening while he was serving at the church, right? Talk about a wound, right? And so I, of all people, had this stone just ready to judge. You hurt me. I, I have, I'm justified, right? I'm justified in my judgment, right? right? Come on, that's a heavy price to pay as a teenager to have your family, 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 family broken, your home broken to be wounded, to lose a fuzafa, and not only that, to be left emotionally and spiritually, but also to be abandoned financially, right? This is a tough part of my story's life, and I say, I, I share part of my story with the permission of my family, because it was a challenging moment where, <clears throat> I think if I'm being real, real candid, I think it would have been easy for us to cast some, some judgments, some, some judgment, some of the, 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 some
curse that we suffered. <clears throat> so in the story, they're about to stone this woman, right? You know what, Omar? Can you, can you grab me that backpack over there? I think I want to show you guys a quick illustration. Go ahead and put that backpack on me. Let's, let's, uh, let's get it going. Let's get it nice and tight. You know, I want to judge my biological father and my stepfather. In fact, you know, Omar, why don't you, why don't you go ahead and throw the stone in my bag right now? Go ahead and start loading me up, right? So that stone is the judgment for, for the person that hurt me. In fact, give me, give me another one. This stone right here, this is for when that, that teacher in school openly humiliated me front of the whole class and said I wouldn't amount to anything. Go and throw that one in there. What about this other stone, stone of judgment when, when my family was broken down and hurting and I still held out hope. I was still inviting my stepdad to my sporting events. I was a stellar athlete. I invited him to every single sporting event. Never showed up. Put that in there. What about the the stone for feeling abandoned and rejected. Throw that one in there. You know, do you have a do you have a really big stone in there? Can you find me the biggest one you got. This one's a pretty big one. This is pretty hefty. Is this not a good stone? Look at this. If we're talking about judgment here, what about the stone of judgment against ourselves, right? If I'm being real, I think I, I think this stone was the one I wanted to use on myself, right? For all the times I screwed up, that I fell short. Why don't you throw that one in there too? In fact, Omar, keep loading them in there. I think there's a lot of, a lot of times in my life, yeah, let's, 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 let's that thing down. In fact, I think I got some more stones. Put those ones in there. I think there's a lot of times in my life when I've been, I've been, hurt and I've been wounded and I've wanted to use that stone to cast judgment on someone else, right? To condemn someone else because I've been hurt. I've had a lot of hurt, so you know what? We're going to load up this backpack. It's getting pretty heavy. This is like 70 pounds already. I want you guys just to listen to those rocks clack. How many of you guys can maybe relate to this part of the story of feeling like so hurt and wounded and just wanting to judge that person that's hurt or wounded you? Because I think that's for so long what I did is I just wanted to, oh man, I had so much hurt, so many burdens that it felt like it was literally just weighing me down. If you guys got your Bible, I want to get, 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 I want to get to the next part of the story. So Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any of you who was without sin be the first 
to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. You know, when I read that story, I kind of wonder, what was Jesus writing on the ground? Right? It says he stooped down and was writing in the sand. I think, I think he was writing down maybe the other sins that those people in the most crowd had committed, the other failures that they had made, the other mistakes. Because you know what's interesting about the story is they were so quick to judge this woman, right? They caught her in the sin and ready to take her life over that. I think about how many, how many times maybe I don't know someone's full story, but yet I'm ready to judge them, right? Can I be real? I'm 100% guilty of that. Not knowing someone's story, but ready to cast judgment. To just see one angle of their story and say, you know what? I've, I've, I've heard it all. I've heard everything I need to hear. I'm ready to judge and condemn. Because that's exactly what they did in this story. They all had the rocks, and they saw one angle of this woman's life and thought, you know what? That's all we needed to see. Because I think, I think, I think, I think, if you hear maybe the whole story of someone that hurt, hurt you, wounded you, it might change your perspective. Yeah. It might change the context of how you look at it. Okay, don't answer this, but ask yourself, how many of you guys are walking around with a backpack full, full of burdensome stones of hurts? Places where you've been hurt, places where you want to lash out and cast, judge someone else for that pain, that wound, 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 wound they gave you. <clears throat> and then you're wondering, why am I not making any progress? You know, it's kind of hard to move around on this thing. I don't know if you guys get a good grasp of this, man. This thing is weighty. You know, I've been working out in the gym a lot lately, and I've been really going heavy, right? And they've got these plates at the gym. I don't know if you guys know what we're talking about. They got five pounder, 10 pounder, 25, 35, and 45. You put it on the bar, it's great. It is how it is. My gym recently picked up these 100-pound plates. They're literally 100-pound plates. One plate is 100 pounds. And I've been trying to use these, these, these things as part of my workout. And man, let me tell you, just picking that thing up and moving it from here to the other side of the room is physically exhausting. Moving it across the room a couple times. But yet, how many of us are carrying, carrying a full of these burdens and wondering why we're so so tired and exhausted, wondering why we're out of energy. So you're carrying a burden that God never designed you to carry. carry. All these hurts, all these pains, was nothing that God ever designed for you to carry. <clears throat> I continue with the story. It says, at this, those who had heard began to walk away one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus Jesus was left with the woman standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Now go and leave your life of sin. You know, one of the most powerful things you can do in your life is to forgive and give grace. 
in this story, Jesus had every reason. He had every authority to be able to actually judge this woman, but he didn't. He gave her grace and mercy, 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 mercy. He forgave. I just want to stop there and let that moment marinate for a second. That Jesus was perfectly qualified to judge, yet he forgave and gave mercy. Let me ask you another question. Is there someone in your life that you need to give some forgiveness to? Someone that you need to give some grace to? You know, I've got a couple points about forgiveness that I want to talk about real quick. And this is so true. Uh, this, is, this is my story 100%. Is for, so, for, so, for, so, for so long, I was so mad at the people that wounded me and hurt me that I harbored a lot of unforgiveness in my life, a lot of pain, a lot of anger, even hatred. I was so mad. I got just ripped off. I felt like I got ripped off. Like my teenage years got hijacked. You know, I was missing on so much. And I was just so upset and angry. And harboring unforgiveness, this is what I found out. Harboring unforgiveness is like drinking poison yourself and waiting for the other person to die. And look, forgiveness doesn't mean what the other person did was right. It just means that you don't want to be weighed down by that burden anymore. And, and forgiveness is, is also a choice. It's a choice, not an emotion, not a feeling. It's a choice that you say, I want to forgive this person because God forgave. And it has nothing to do with whether or not, whether or not deserved it. Another point is that no one is beyond forgiveness, right? Because think about this. If you were beyond forgiveness, that would insinuate that somehow your sin was greater than the blood of Jesus, right? And we know that the blood of Jesus covers all sin. So if you think for a minute there that something is unforgivable, you need to check that and say, you know what? My sin is not greater than Jesus. Because Jesus covers all covers all covers all covers all the sin. And and that was something that I had to come to the conclusion of not only for other people, but but also for myself too. Because I think for so long I was like, I can forgive other people, right? But forgiving this guy when he made so many mistakes was probably one of the hardest things was choosing to forgive myself. So in my life, I decided that I wanted to forgive. That the people that hurt me, that had wounded me, wounded me for all those years, that I wanted to give, 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 give forgiveness. Right? I, I still remember the date. It was 10-24-2014, and I decided I need, I need to forgive my my biological father and my stepdad for the hurt they caused. One, for not being there, and two, for being there and then leaving. And so, 10-24-2014, you know, it was just like, Glenn, I, I think, are you ready? 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 Are you, are you tired? Glenn, aren't you just tired of walking around with all this weight? And, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't normally have arguments with God because I, I know better. But this is one thing, right? I was like, 
but God, you don't know how much hurt I have behind this, this wound. But, but you, you, God, what if I'm not ready to forgive, right? These are the things I was going through, right? I was just arguing with God because I, I could forgive a lot, but, but some of those father wounds, those are some tough things to forgive. But on 1024, I, I finally, finally succumbed to the Holy Spirit and was like, you know what? I don't feel like it. I don't want to, but I'm going to be obedient in this area and to give forgiveness. Man, my back is starting to kill me, man. Does anyone else want to wear this backpack? Nobody? Nobody wants to wear this, this burden? So 1024, 2014, I forgive both my fathers. The story gets better. Because I'm out of town doing this, and I come home, and there's a letter in the mail. And it's dated 10-24-2014. And it's got no return address on it. And I immediately knew in my spirit what this was. Because you see, I hadn't spoken to my biological father my entire life, and I was 27 at the time. Open it up, in there is just a phone number. I knew exact, exact phone number that was, and I knew, without a shadow of a doubt, that this was God working. Because I knew if I hadn't forgave, that I don't think that letter would have come. Because it hadn't come for all those other years. And that moment when I said, you know what? I'm going to give forgiveness. And God was like, okay, now I, can, now I can work. Because for so long, my heart was just, just rock hard from so much hurt. Because you guys know that time does not heal all wounds. You guys know this? They say that because it's a fun cliche. Time does not heal all wounds. In fact, wounds get worse over time if they're not healed. I mean, if you want to do an experiment, I don't recommend this. But you can try giving yourself a nice slice on the leg and see, see if the wound just heals itself, you know, without, and just, well, I'll just give it some time. It'll, it'll, it'll patch back up. It'll be good. No, it won't. Time does not heal all wounds. Jesus heals all wounds. So get this. So I forgive God's just still working in my heart, right? Still working on me. Still working on me. It takes me like almost a month or two to finally call. I speak to my, my father for the first time. I hear his voice. And what a magical, what an amazing moment that is, right? That God orchestrated. And then we start exchanging letters, start exchanging pictures. Because if I'm being real candid, it was like starting from ground zero, ground zero, zero, zero. It was like meeting meeting someone for the first time. Time. What do you like to do? What 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 kind of hobbies? What kind of person you are? I mean, this is kind of a. I mean, you guys. Maybe some of you guys that grew up with fathers in your life. You're like, wow, that sounds really weird. It's because it is. It's really really challenging. So, over the next couple years, you know, we start building this relationship, and then finally, Martin, my dad, calls me. He's like, you know, you know, you know. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, I want to come out and visit you. 
And if he had said that on day one, I would have said, yeah, not going to happen. But a couple years later, I was ready for it. I said, okay, you know what? Why don't you come out and visit? He says, I'm going to come out in about two weeks or so, or a week and a half. And he's going to come out on a Wednesday. So I'm flipping through my calendar. I look at the date. What do you think the date was? 10-24-2018. The very same day that I decided to forget four years later, right? So I invite him to come out to Flagstaff. Let's just, let me meet you. Let me, let me, let me meet my dad. And I call, I call my mom and I say, hey, mom, uh, just giving you a heads up. And this is, I share this story with all permission of my mom and my dad. I say, hey, mom, um, just giving you a heads up. Um, Martin's going to be in town on Wednesday. Probably going to be at church. Fingers crossed. We'll see. You know, we'll see if, if that happens. Um, and so, man, what about, talk about not only forgiveness in my life, but my mom being able to give forgiveness and grace. Because this was a, a relationship surrounded with a lot of pain and a lot of hurt. And, and my mom hadn't seen him for 25 plus years. But yet, because I was willing to be obedient and give forgiveness, I could start working on my heart. And then God was able to work on my mom's heart. And lo and behold, 10-24, 2018, it was, it was my mom and my, my dad, Martin, and then my dad, John. We're all sitting here in the front row together worshiping Jesus. I mean, if that's not a, not a story or a picture of healing restoration, I don't know what it is. Because never in a million years would I thought that would be something that happens. Right? That we're all able to be together. Where, where there was once so much pain, so much hurt, that my, my forgiveness and Jesus giving me the strength to forgive was able to start building a bridge where there was once just hurt, brokenness. In fact, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, think, I'm, I think I'm just, just like carrying around all these hurts and pains. Right? My back is starting to hurt. And I've only been carrying this for a few, few minutes. Imagine how many of us have been carrying around those hurts and those pains for our entire lives and wondering why we're not able to run the race that God's given us, why we're, we're feeling so weighed down and bogged down. And look, we serve the God of possible, right? That God can bring healing. And I share this story today because I got my, got my dad audience right here. He's right here front and center. Comes with me to church every Sunday. Lives in Flagstaff. Never in a million years would I thought that was possible. In fact, this last Thanksgiving, I think we had the first Thanksgiving meal together as a whole family. Forever. As far as I can remember. What a powerful moment that is to just see what God can do. See how God can maybe use these these stones use these stones man look at that that bag just burst it was ready to use these stones as no longer a source of judgment but you know what I want to use these stones to to build an altar of remembrance to remind myself of what God can do and it starts with 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 with, 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 with,
<laughs> me finally letting go, letting go of those hurts, laying them at the foot of the cross and say, you know what, God, they're yours. The burden I was never meant to carry, that these people who wounded me, these hurts, these pains in my life, I no longer, no longer, no longer want to be that person that is so quick to judge or is hurt, hurt, angry. I just want to give those to you, Jesus, right? And so, you know what, Omar, I think we should, why don't we, why don't we build a little altar right here? Because for me and my family, that date, 10, 20, 24, was also the date that I got sober, too. Because I could not attain sobriety when I was still wounded and hurt. Everyone else is like, oh, well, it's just, it's just some other issue that's going on. and You just need to stop using. But what I found out, it was my pain well, was what was causing my escape, that me wanting to escape. You know, I was literally medicating my pain. And it wasn't until I finally gave forgiveness and was willing to let God in and start the healing process that I could actually get sobriety. For me and my family, I want that date to be a date that we, 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 that we, that we just we can come back and look and just remember of, you know, what God has done in our lives. Because God has brought us through so much. Never in a million years would I thought I had the title pastor, right? Because I, I, I related to that, that guy, Paul, right? That was just out making mistake after mistake after mistake. Like, I was like, man, that guy... He's got my number. I can relate to that. Can anyone relate to just feeling like you've just fumbled, 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 fumbled every opportunity you've given, that you've, God's been giving you? Not just for like a couple weeks or a couple months. I'm, I'm talking about like decades of just knowing that you screwed up. And so these stones, I want them to be used as a testament to how God can heal a family, to how God can bring things together, how God can bless when we are ready to forgive. You know, I want to cover one last thing before I close. Close, 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 close. Will you guys bring up the scripture in, in Acts? You know, usually I find when I'm, I'm speaking on a subject or teaching on it, it's it's something that God is still working on with me, right? It's like when I need, when I'm one, studying for a subject, it's like, oh, man, is this really the subject I have to teach on? Because, man, this one hits home, baby. It's tough, right? Forgiveness, forgiving someone is no easy feat. I want to clarify that. When I decided to forgive, it was literally me screaming out the top of my lungs, I don't want to do this. But you know what? I've tried it Glenn's way for, for way too long and it ended up working. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that leap of faith and just forgive. And so in this story, we're going to be in the, sorry, I said Acts, the book of John. So in this part of the story, Jesus has been crucified he rose from the grave and now he's appearing to his disciples right and uh, Thomas was not there when all the other disciples got to see Jesus and they said hello Thomas his also name was Didymus I kind of like Didymus P. Diddy right <laughs> um, <laughs> Thomas is like they're telling him hey Jesus is alive and he says I won't believe it 
until I see the, the holes in his hand, the holes in his side. Don't you guys find that interesting? Jesus has all power and authority. When he rose from the grave, he could have just healed his body completely, right? You guys follow me there? He chose to keep his scars, right? So he could show, show us to say, you know what? I understand pain. Out of all people, I understand hurt. And what a wonderful thing that Jesus, the high priest, can understand our pain and our suffering. And I think about even my scars. The fact that I can just be vulnerable and share a little bit with you guys. To give any glory to the things I went through, but through to show you that God can heal, right? That I... What I went through all this stuff and I didn't get it at the time. In fact, I was so mad at everyone, including God. Why, why, why did this happen to me? And now I look back and I can see how God can use that 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 hurt and use it to help me be a better comforter to those who are, who are also in pain. Right? right? Coming from a broken home, man, I don't know if there's a whole lot of pain that's much as much. Much worse than that. It is a terrible burden of a pain. And I can show scars and say, hey, look, I get it. I've been there. I know what it's like, but keep going. Jesus can give you healing, right? I've heard this quote before that says, never follow a commander, an army who doesn't have any scars, right? Never follow them into battle. Why do you think that is? When you have scars, that shows people, you know what? I've been, been there. Been there. Been there. I've walked through that valley. I mean, am I talking to anyone here who ever has had any hurt in their life that has some scars? I mean, I think about the road that I've walked down in my life. Man, it has been a tough and challenging road. But I've got the scars to show, you know what, God can heal. God can heal. He can bring restoration. So I want to do something real quick. I want to... give an opportunity maybe for you guys. Me as well. There's still some people I need to forgive, right? Even just recently that I need to forgive. That I need to not only forgive, but to pray a blessing over. Right? That is a challenging, challenging thing to do. For the person that hurts you to say, not only do I forgive them, but Lord, I pray blessings over them. You know, there's a situation a couple years ago where where it's kind of kind of funny, but kind of not. But uh, I call it the great mattress caper. I was managing some rental properties, some short-term rental properties, and had been managing this one house for about a year, year and a half. And uh, you know, I was doing the cleaning, doing the check-in, check-out, doing the whole gamut. And one day, the the grandma who was in, who owned the house called me in. And it was the grandma, the brother, the sister, the whole family sitting down at the table, all on one side. Take a seat, Clyde. What's going on, guys? We're firing you. Oh, okay. Uh, not only that, but we think that you stole stole mattress out of the master bedroom and replaced it with one from Goodwill. What? As if that would make any sense at all. So not only are we firing you, we're not paying you for the last two months, and you need to pay us $1,500 for the mattress. Are you, you kidding me? That was all 
all the money I had at the time was 1500 I literally had to leave there, lost all the income from that, from that job, 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 plus had to write him a check for 1500 bucks. That was money that I was going to use to feed my family, right? And this was a moment where I said, you know what? Because I think all my other friends, when I told them the story, they're like, well, why don't you just hire a lawyer? In fact, I am a lawyer. Let me help represent. You are totally in the right there. They wronged you bad. And I said, you know what? Not only am I going to forgive, is I'm going to pray a blessing over them and their family. Right? Right? God bless them. God heal them. God, God, I hope, I hope multiply that rental property they have. And that was such a challenging moment for me because literally, literally, like, how am I going to feed my family this month? How are we going to, thank goodness for a wood-burning stove, because there wasn't a whole lot of money to pay like, the, the heating bill that month. But you know the great thing about that? So I lost all that income, and I, and I was stated the next year, God more than doubled my business, my day job, right? That is such a testament to how God can sometimes is when you're looking at the situation saying, it doesn't make any sense. I don't want to forgive. I don't want to pray a blessing, but you know, I'm going to be obedient. And Lord, I just, I don't know their story. I don't know how they were hurt, how they were wounded, but God bless them. God bless them. So I want to give us an opportunity to maybe, maybe it's some people that we need to give and pray a blessing over, right? What a challenging thing to do. Don't think for a second that that's an easy task. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I've seen some people really hurt some people I love. And it's so hard to forgive, especially when you feel like they should have known better, better right? So, I want us all to bow our heads, and uh, I'm just going to pray with us real quick. And in fact, um, I'm going to. I want us to maybe, maybe have an opportunity to forgive. Dear Heavenly, 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 Heavenly Father, Lord, we just we come before you today, Lord, and I don't, don't I know who's carrying a burden today, who's carrying some some hurt and some pain today, Lord, but. Lord, we want to run the race. We want to not be weighed down by the hurts and the pains of this life, Lord. And so I, I ask that you'd help give us, give us the courage to step out and to forgive, even when it seems like the hardest thing to do. In fact, Lord, help me work on, work on, my, work on my, my, my heart. Lord, I forgive that person for hurting me and hurting my church family. I forgive them. I, I pray blessing over their family, Lord, 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 Lord. Oh, bless them and heal them. Lord, I pray that you'd multiply everything in their lives. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Lord, help us, Lord. Help us to forgive and to let go and let you be the healer, that you be the rest, restorative agent in their life, Lord. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that you would just re reveal, reveal to us today maybe a hurt or a wound that we don't even remember, Lord, but we have just buried so deep inside of us. Something that is a root, Lord, that's buried deep down. And Lord, that's causing, maybe that unforgiveness is causing some bad fruits and some withered branches, Lord. And I pray that we would, that you would just allow your Holy Spirit to gently dig deep, dig deep into that part of our heart, Lord, that we don't, Lord, that we don't want to let anyone see, but Lord, that we know that unless you come in and bring healing, unless 
we give forgiveness in that situation that we may never run the race that we're intended to as fast as we are. So Lord, we ask, Lord, we ask, we ask, we ask that you would just, just reveal to us today, the rest of the day, the rest of this week, Lord, and that you would just put it on our hearts and on our minds that we couldn't forget until we forgive. Heavenly Father, Lord, we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.